The following is produced by Artisan Church. Welcome to the Artisan Church Podcast, a weekly broadcast of Artisan Church in Rochester, New York. To learn more about Artisan Church or to support the ministry, visit www.artisanchurch.com. Before we dive in and get weird, does any, everybody have a bulletin? You'll need it today. If you don't have a bulletin or have no idea what I'm talking about, go ahead and raise your hand, and Doug would be more than happy to put one in your hands. The other thing you need to check is check below your seat um, to see if you have a pen. If you don't have a pen, we also need to remedy that. So as those are going around... My name is Mike. I am the associate pastor here at Artisan um, and have been with Artisan since Artisan wasn't Artisan. Um, and I'm thrilled to be able to, to talk with you guys and interact with you guys about the Psalms. Um, last week, Pastor Scott talked about the Psalms. He approached them uh, by making a point of saying, the Bible is a book of books. It's a library. It's more like an encyclopedia than it is a novel. And it's made up of several different kinds of literature, the Psalms being one of them, Um, a book of poetry and songs. Um, He also referred to it as a journal. So I'm wondering if it was kind of like Alanis Morissette's journal, where, where like not everything needs to be, we don't need all of it, Alanis, even though it was a top 10 record. That wasn't nearly, that was so much more funny in my head. I swear to you. Like, I was in the shower this morning. I'm like, I need a good opener. Oh, the Alanis Morissette journal joke. Yeah. Never do that again. It was more a sympathy laugh, though. I can tell. Um, but, but anyway, um, so the Psalms are a different thing. They're, they're, they're different than than the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. They're different than Revelation. They're different than a gospel. They're different than wisdom literature like, like Proverbs. Um, and, and I have to admit that when, when Scott and I were milling over the idea for this series, I really didn't want him to pick the Psalms. Because I knew that Scott had some great stories about the Psalms. And I knew that Liz had great stories about the Psalms, and she's going to share those next week. And I know when I think of the Psalms, I really don't like them. <laughs> they're really hard for me to handle. And there may be some of you in the room who, who look at them the same way. So we're, gonna, we're going to look at the Psalms on the other side of the coin today. And hopefully, hopefully we will be able to uncover some, a, diff, a different perspective or a different way of handling them. Before we dive in, let's pray together. God, help us to, to see the Psalms as, as personal expression to you. Help us to, 
Help us to be able to extract them from the Bible and not be afraid to get a little dirty with them. Um, And may the words that we all share today and the meditations of our heart be acceptable, acceptable to you. Amen. So, we're going to approach the Psalms a little differently. Because, as I mentioned, hi, my name is Mike. I don't like the Psalms. <laughs> and here's why. Here's why. Um, we've all been, I think we've all been, in a place where, um, where life was not as good as it is today. Correct? We've all been in that place where things are just falling apart or we're, we're about to lose our job, or we're about to, uh, our kids are really sick, our folks are really sick, we're really sick, um, where our relationships are not working out, things are just not, it is not good. I was in that, I was in that place about, geez, almost 10 years ago, maybe 11 years ago, and and my, my well-intentioned church friends and my pastor and the youth leader, they all directed me towards the Psalms. They directed me towards the Psalms as a way for Scripture to connect with me, a way, for scripture, uh, a way to show me that Scripture, and in this particular case, they would have said that Scripture, not God, but that Scripture knows what I'm going through and that, that it's okay to feel less than great. And they directed me towards Psalm 13, which we read for communion, or for communion. For I hope we didn't read it for communion. That would be bad. That um, we, we read for confession. Um, you know, it's, it's a psalm that where the, the psalmist is, is feeling abandoned, is feeling uh, beaten on all sides. And, and life has just totally taken him by the neck and pushed him up against a wall. And it's really ugly. And where is God now? What, what's going on? And, and so I was given this psalm as kind of a, see, Scripture connects with you. Scripture relates with you. And I read it, and I got to the bottom. Does anybody have a Bible in front of them? There should be a Bible underneath your seat. Um, if someone can sword drill me, <laughs> uh, Psalm 13, first one to find it gets a mint. Ah, I don't have a mint yet. Incoming. Well done. Okay. Janine, you get the gold star today. Uh, Psalm 13. Uh, how does it end? Last like four verses. You don't have to necessarily read it aloud, but you're welcome to if you want, or you can paraphrase it. Okay, still connecting. Yeah, I, I trust in the Lord. I'll sing of his praises. I totally will get off the train now. 
I absolutely, that, that was, I could not get my head around that. No, I absolutely will not. You know, like, things suck right now. I am not going to, I don't trust you right now. And that's, you know, that's honest. And I felt like the psalm, that, that particular turn, the way this, that psalm turned was dishonest. It felt wrong. Now, I may be able to make the argument that that was my lens, the lens that I'm viewing this psalm through. But I also think that's the lens that we often view Scripture through, that it's, Scripture is set apart. It's different. It's holy. It's not dirty. It's not base. It's not real. It's not tangible. It, it's, its knees don't get bloodied. You know, it doesn't get down in the dirt. It's scripture. And if there was ever a place where scripture could get dirty, I would think it would be the Psalms. But here's Psalm 13, where everything is going to... Sweet, there aren't too many children. Everything's going to hell in a handcart. And we still trust the Lord. It's all good. I'm sorry. I really am. (laughs) You know, but but it'll all be okay. You know, maybe that's how we feel. But often, I think I think that's not how we feel, and because we read it that way, we expect we expect that we should, and then we get separated from the Psalms. You know, for me, when I think of when I think of Psalms that that really connect with me, and I'm so thankful. I didn't know what Anna was going to choose today, but she totally killed it. Um, you know, I think of things like A Beautiful Day by U2 or Flown Free or um, Every Grain of Sand that we did last week. You know, they're, they're modern psalms. They're psalms with words that I understand, with references that I can communicate through. And they're, they're not necessarily pretty. You know, they're, they're, um, they're, they're temporal. They're human. You know, Beautiful Day is things I can touch and taste, and I I understand that, you know. And Flown Free would be a wonderful example of of what we'll get to in a minute, a psalm of reorientation where where things suck, but we get through it because God has helped us and we've flown free. Because they're outside of Scripture, it feels like I can connect with them a little bit more. And that's just been my experience Am I completely missing you guys? Has anybody had that experience where something's in Scripture and you want to be able to connect with it and you're told you should be able to connect with it, but because it's in Scripture, it's a little, like, you feel like you got to touch it with a glove. Has anybody had that? Okay. I'm not the only one, but I'm, we're, we're in a minority. That's okay. That's okay. Um, so... In approaching the Psalms today, like, as, I, as I said, I really was, was kind of hoping that Scott was going to go with, you know, like, pick your favorite parable. Now, those I can, I can do those. Or, or pick your favorite wisdom literature. Well, that I can totally do. Yeah. You know, pick your favorite really weird oddball story in the Old Testament. I can totally rock that. Pick your favorite Psalm. I hate the Psalms. <laughs> so... Um, just 
little aside. Let me step out of let me step out of that for a second. We'll come back. Um, I've always seen the pastoral role too as someone um, as someone who doesn't have all the answers. I don't necessarily have all the answers, and be very thankful that I don't because my answers are probably not your answers. Um, but but I view my role as someone who's supposed to help you guys along with myself form the questions form the uh, form the investigation and help help encourage you guys forward in your in your investigation of faith um, I think that's the thing that unites people at artisan it's not necessarily the, a common answer it's not a common it, it sometimes is a common belief but it's not always a common belief because there are people who sit amongst us who who have really strong well-developed faith systems and there are people who sit amongst us who have absolutely no faith system at all. But the thing that unites us, the thing that brings us here, is a common question. It's a common pursuit. So as we're engaging the Psalms today, I'm, I'm purposefully trying to stir up questions and not answer them. So if, if you're hoping for, for good answers, I highly encourage you to come back next week. It'll be great. This week, we're just going to stir stuff up. And maybe during the week you can figure, you can work through those questions on your own. Okay, back into the sermon. So, um, there are three kinds of psalms that you'll find in Scripture. You will find psalms of orientation. It's the first kind. And, and these are from a book called Message of the Psalms by Walter Brueggemann. Um, I'm going to paraphrase it for you so you don't have to read it. We read it in seminary. And for being like 112 pages, it took me weeks. It was very dense. Um, so Psalms of Orientation. What do you think a Psalm of Orientation would be? Like what, what kind of, what images does the word orientation bring to mind? And you just shout them out. You don't need to. Okay, the Trinity. Yeah, setting down landmarks. Okay. Direction. Yep. What's that? School. Okay. School. We did orienteering in school. But we'll go with it. School. Focus. Focus on God in particular. What else? Any other images? Okay. Um Brueggemann would, would, would look at Psalms of Orientation as, as that kind of that focus, those landmarks, the giving yourself direction. This is where you find yourself, how you orient yourself. So in Scripture, when you find a psalm that's, that's, um, that's directly related to you and God or a psalm uh, about creation, these are going to be psalms of orientation. This is what places you where you are. Okay. The second kind of psalm is a psalm of disorientation. Now, what do you think that would be? Right. This, one, this one's a little easier. Chaos. Feeling lost. Unstable. Mm-hmm. Any other ideas or words, phrases that come to mind when you're thinking about disorientation or being disoriented sick not level you're a contractor 
I can tell. Confused. It could be what you're feeling right now. I totally thought we were going to get a normal sermon. Completely disoriented. <laughs> lost. Yeah, well, we've already had lost. Uh, what else? <laughs> he, he totally was. Tim, Tim is walking disoriented right now. Um, Psalms of disorientation. These are the ones where you've taken that orientation that we were just talking about and you've completely screwed it up. It's all a mishmash. It's a puzzle where all the pieces are scattered and some are flipped over. So you don't really know what you're working with. You know you've got a puzzle, but that's about it. Um, the third kind of psalm is a psalm of reorientation. So we've had orientation, disorientation. What do you think reorientation would be? Bringing it back. Getting the band back together. Who? Who? Redress, synthesized, did you say home cooked? Oh, homecoming, homecoming, recovery, Mm -hmm. hope, yeah, psalms of reorientation often accompany psalms of disorientation, at least, at least when I'm sorting through the Psalms, because it's kind of a process of I'm, I'm oriented, I kind of know what's going on, then I get hit, now I don't know what's going on, and God brings me through, now I'm kind of reconstructing where I'm at now. Um, if you're looking for, if, for people taking notes, because I see a few people taking notes, um, Psalms of Orientation, there's uh, Psalm 119 is a good example, uh, Pastor Scott, you read Psalm 8, correct? Psalm 8 for, um, for orientation. Psalms of disorientation, 13 and 22, absolutely rock. They're, they're, that's like, the, it's like the, the metal of the Psalms. Um, Psalms of reorientation. Um, Psalm 23, actually. Most people, a lot of people know it. Uh, that's a great example of a Psalm of reorientation where you're going through. You know, um, you're coming out of something and and reconnecting with God in a new way in light of what you've just gone through. Kind of a psalm of reorientation. So, that little section aside, um, I still maintain that even after studying the psalms, I can't really connect emotionally with the psalms in the same way that Pastor Scott could last week. Because it's still, it's not my words. It's not my... It's, it's David's words, or it's the psalmist's words. And they're so far removed, and they're canonized in a holy book that it's really hard for me to get my head around it. You know, if I was, if I, if I was writing a psalm of orientation, you know, my psalm of orientation might have references to Letchworth State Park or um, sunset, when the, you know, when the, the clouds are spread apart just a little bit and you see the beams to come through, and Mal thinks that's angels coming down, and Kara thinks that they're coming down to get her, my daughter. <laughs> uh, they're coming. Jacob's ladder is that what that's called? It's really cool, you know. Or or laying out, laying out on a really cold night and being able to see all the stars, 
You know, like these are experiences that I, I can really resonate with. There are a couple psalms that hit those. But my words would be different. You know, my thoughts would be different. Psalms of disorientation, I guarantee you some of them would start with, what the hell, man? Where'd you go? You know, or why are you doing this to me? Or I've sent you 100 million emails and you're not responding. You know, <laughs> how many times do I have to text you? 911. Um, you know, and I guarantee you they wouldn't end rosy. You know, and and I don't think that that necessarily is a, is a statement about my faith. The fact that I would be writing a psalm at all is a statement of my faith. I'm not going to talk to something that isn't there. But but I'm certainly not going to tie a bow around it. And then I've had those time, those psalms of reorientation where where I'm coming back around and. And I look back and I see, wow, I needed $240 for an electric bill. And the day before it was due, I get an envelope with $240 in it. And, and it's not full of pudding, as some of you were thinking. Um, you know, that, those are moments where I can look at it and go, man, I was, really, I was really, really struggling. And this is how you brought me through. Thank you. Um, you know, these are these are ways that I would be able to interact with the Psalms a little bit better, to use my own words. So, for the rest of our time, I would like to engage the Psalms in our own words. So, everybody's got um, a bulletin, correct? If you don't, go ahead and raise your hand. Okay, we we need two bulletins. Oh, we're good. We need one bulletin. Thank you, Beams. Um, and everybody's got a pen, I hope. Um, I want you to go ahead and take a minute. There, there are those three psalm, those three kinds of psalms. We'll call them, well, we'll use the, the words we were using before. Psalms of orientation, you know, where we find ourselves and where we find ourselves in connection with God and in relationship with God. And we kind of know where we stand. And then there are the Psalms of disorientation where we're, where again, we, we know we have a faith, but it's just crumbling around us because life is just beating us about the sides. We may capsize. We don't know. And then the Psalms of reorientation where we've gotten through that time and we are thankful. We, uh, because of what we've been through, we're thankful and and willing to take the risk of praising God again. Um, on your bulletin, I want you to go ahead and take a minute and jot down some thoughts um, in your own words from where you're at right now. You may be oriented. You may be disoriented. You may be reorienting. Um, th- think in your own words how you would express that. And try and keep your thoughts to, like, individual sentences. Um, if possible, you know, like, um, if I feel disoriented, I may write down um, something like, I used to be able to trust you, now I can't. Or if I'm oriented, I would be able to say, you know, like, I was outside yesterday and completely enamored by the, by the sun or the, the clouds, the colors. If I'm reorient, reorienting, I may say, um, 
you know, man, two years ago was rough, but you saw me through it. You didn't let me go. Go ahead and take a few minutes and jot down some thoughts, three, four, five, six, whatever comes to mind. You throw as many down as you want. And then after that, I will give you instructions. We're going to get up and move around a little bit. Okay? So take a moment. Elliot's going to play some, some kind of chill background music to kind of relax us a little bit. And go ahead and write down your thoughts. We'll come back in a minute. All right. Go ahead and uh, put a period at the end of your sentence or your clause. Um, or if it, if, if it needs a, a semicolon or an ellipse for those grammar nerds out there, uh, you go ahead and fill it in as you need. I let the little paper clip tell me what I need. Um, that's a much older reference. I totally thought that would work too. Um, from here, we're going to conclude our sermon time kind of like an immersed. How many people have, have experienced an immersed service before? Good, about, about half of you. Um, what an immersed service is, it's a, it's a legacy service that, we, that we've done for years and years here that's kind of, it's on the shelf right now and we're going to be, we're reevaluating it a little bit. It's an interactive kind of church service where you can touch, taste, feel, uh, spend as much time as you need. It's completely self-directed and it's very interactive. Um, uh, it's a service where you lead the service as opposed to the service leading you. We're going to conclude the sermon time by doing an, an immersive kind of activity. You've been writing down different, uh, different thoughts that could be part of a psalm of orientation or disorientation or reorientation. Psalms in your own words. What I'd like to do, I've set up three stations throughout the room. Um, kind of like an airplane. Up there and over there. Um, they go clockwise. Clockwise? Yep. Approaching the altar, actually. From orientation to disorientation to reorientation. And there's a, there's, a, there's a prompt, a, a starting sentence at the top of each one to kind of start the psalm. And what essentially we're going to be doing is creating a corporate psalm, a psalm together. And I'd, I'd encourage you to approach each station. There, there are three of each, so you don't have to approach each paper. Um, but one of the three papers at each station. And add one sentence or one clause to the psalm. Like the, the first psalm over here starts by just saying, everywhere I go, I see you. So then the first person to approach one of those papers can write the next sentence of that. Um, there will be three different ones up there. So if the, you know, the first sheet of paper, you read the next sentence and it goes, you know, everywhere I go, I see you. I was in the John yesterday and I was, I can't connect with that. I'll go to the next one. Um, but add your thought, add your piece. And then by the time we're done, we'll have nine psalms that we created. And hopefully, the next time we approach psalms that are in Scripture, we can take the psalms and we can kind of remove them as we read them and put them into our own words so that they become an expression of where we are as opposed to being something that we can't really touch because it's too pure. So, for the last five, seven minutes or so, 
I want you to get up out of your seat. And again, the orientation, disorientation, reorientation. And take, you can take the, the sentences that you just wrote down or a completely new one if you want. That could have just jogged your, your thoughts. And approach those psalms and go ahead and add your piece. And when you're done, you can return to your seat and we'll take communion together. Okay? Questions? Fantastic. If you wind up having questions, come and find me. I'll stay up here. Okay? Mill about the cabin. As you're approaching the Psalms, especially the Psalm of reorientation up front, you're going to notice that that's broken into two sections because Psalms of reorientation, remember, come from a place of feeling out of place to a place of reconnection. So if you, there are two different prompts there, and if you feel like approaching the bottom prompt before the top prompt, you're more than welcome to. those of you who have finished or have yet to gone up, I encourage you to, to kind of immerse yourself in the music and, and allow yourself to kind of to, to relax and, and emotionally open up for communion.
Oh, oh, oh. 
as you're finishing up, feel free, if you want to spend more time with the Psalms, you're more than welcome to. If you haven't had a chance to hit one, like there's a huge reorientation group, go, ahead, go right ahead and keep going. Um, we're going to also open up the communion table as one of our stations here. Uh, this is an open table. So you do not have to be a member here. You do not have to be uh, even associated with the Evangelical Covenant Church. You can all, all you need to do to approach this table is if, uh, if Jesus were to call you up and say, hey, you want to go have a coffee, you know, or you want to grab a bite, if you would say yes to his invitation, then this is for you. That's, that is the line. Other than that, everything above that is window dressing. So if you have children down the hall at, um, um, at Children's Church, you may also feel free to go get them and you can take communion with them or take communion before you go get them. And again, please feel free to finish up uh, working on the Psalms. Take as much time as you need there. You do not have to come up all at once here too. Just consider this one of the stations. Okay, the band's going to continue to do music for us and you're more than welcome to jump in and sing there and then we'll come back together at the end. Okay? Cool. Community table is open. Feel free to go grab your kids and the Psalms remain open.